everyone wants to get spiritual until it gets biblical. I want to be able to bear much fruit. And we're going to go today into John 15. And I think in just the generation that we live in right now, there's a lot of people that are attracted to what is spiritual. It's like spirituality is starting to become cool now, right? Like everyone's looking for peace. People are talking about faith, but they're looking for peace in the wrong things. They're looking for peace in crystals, rocks, in their own relationships, maybe their own marriage. They're finding peace in everything else in this world, but the Prince of Peace, right? So Jesus, one of the rewards that we get is peace. When our hope is in him, we become blessed. And again, spirituality is cool. It Everyone wants to get spiritual until it gets biblical. Now, trying to break this down and really sharing about what this, what's going on in this generation. Now, there's this division that's taking place where you'll start to see those that are truly the sheep of God. They are being shepherded by a true shepherd. And now there's people that are, you know, they'll go out there and social media has made church kind of look like a place of entertainment. It's not a house that worships God. It's a house that worships their own feelings. That's where the spirituality, as long as it looks like it's spiritual, I get to create the spiritual atmosphere or experience for myself, not God. It's like, I want to glorify myself and my feelings, and it doesn't look like that. I know there's people that, you know, we call it checklist Christianity, where they're going to go in and then just check, okay, I went to church, all right, now I I did some, some prayers, you know, it's like a checklist Christianity, and Really, it's relationship with God. That's the ultimate blessing. And, you know, it does start with faith, having faith in Christ. If you want to be fruitful, we're going to be talking about John 15. You want to be fruitful, it starts with faithfulness that leads to fruitfulness. But in the center of that, what from going from faith to fruit, in that center is obedience. It's walking by faith. It's implementation. It's denying myself and picking up my cross or yeah, the cross that God has given me and following Jesus. Now, there's this grace that God has, but also there's this righteousness that God has. And a lot of that has to be us as the branches planted, right? Planted, but we're the branches that are connected to the true vine. I think, you know, as social media is arising and we get a lot of young people, they want to go to the church where the local pastor is the popular YouTuber, Oh, my local church doesn't have an online presence, so I'm not destined to go there. I want to where my friends go to. I want I want to be at the cool church. I want to go where it looks like there's revival. Revival isn't a bunch of cool pastors and preachers, which I do like a lot of the a lot of the mainstream pastors or pastors pastors. Um, and not saying that I endorse every single thing they say or what they do, but I honor their ministry and. You know, revival is not a whole bunch of cool pastors and preachers and YouTubers coming together in a stadium and then everyone just raising hallelujah and then they're out. No, revival has to start within before it starts without. Revival is, is you can't have revival without repentance. Mic drop right there. You, you just can't. When there's no repentance being preached, is that the true gospel? The very first thing that Jesus preached when he was you know, launching his ministry, and you can read that in Mark, he was preaching repentance. Actually, I'm just going to be led to go there because y'all know I'm always kind of led 
in in these uh, these verses. And just as I'm sharing, Mark chapter one, verse fourteen. This is right after Jesus got tempted in the wilderness, and he launched his ministry. Mark one fourteen. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, "Okay, so this is right as he's launching his ministry after getting baptized." Um, by John the Baptist and then going into the wilderness for 40 days. Verse 15 and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So modern day revival, just because there's a whole bunch of people shouting, Jesus, Jesus, right? And all these feelings and emotions. I think those environments are good, but do you leave that place transformed? Do you leave that place having a deeper reverence and revelation of who Jesus truly is? That's always going to be the question. This is why we need a relationship with Jesus. We need a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And a whole bunch of, right now, I'm calling them orphans that are going to the next concert, that are going to the next thing that's going to lift them up. It's no different than being in the world. You're going to all these worldly concerts and you're leaving empty and you're going from one place to another to another And I guess my point is, but you're not planted in a ministry. We're called to be planted in a community. You can't be going, I've never seen a plant get up and then go on and then plant themselves in another soil. A few days later, get up, start moving, and then planting themselves in another another soil. You don't see that. You just don't. Well, (laughs) you don't see that and then you don't see them becoming fruitful. So if you want to be fruitful, you got to be planted in good soil. He is the God of times and seasons. And then there's times and seasons for it all. So understanding the times and seasons and eventually you'll bear fruit. You got to be like David in the pasture, just tending the sheep, protecting the sheep, allowing whatever those battles are, bears, lions coming after wherever you're assigned and positioned. And we're going to talk about those three things. Number one is the pruning that needs to take place in your life as you're planted with God. Number two is the preparation that needs to take place. That's the process. Preparation is the process. And that preparation is true discipleship. You being planted in the right house. Number three, the last part is positioning. Once you've been pruning things around your life, you're starting to get prepared. And then the positioning is where God's going to send you out. Just like he sent them out once he was preparing them through those that time. God bless you, Simply Uncaged fam, whether you guys are watching this on YouTube or the pod, wherever it is, any streaming service, thanks so much for your support. And by the grace of God, if you guys didn't know, we run a Christian store. Our family has been blessed, honored by the Lord to be able to allow us to run a Christian store out here in Las Vegas. So if you're ever in Las Vegas, come by, stop by. We're open six days. We're closed on Sundays just because we're worshiping the Lord. But go ahead. I'll drop some links. If you guys want some merch, we have merch. We have a lot of Bibles we ship out also all across the nation and also internationally. We personalize Bibles. We do woods. We do all sorts of personalizations for the body of Christ. And maybe you guys just want to give a gift to somebody and you want us to ship it out for you. Go ahead, tap in. I'll drop some links Let's get back to the pod. John 15 verse 1, Jesus is speaking. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So there's a reason why God prunes and prunes is just cutting, right? There's a reason why God prunes because, and I I once heard this, that there's, 
these branches called competing branches. So the main branch is trying to bear fruit, but it has these competing branches that are trying to take away energy from the main branch. So those competing branches need to be cut off so that all the energy goes to the main branch so it may bear fruit. So pruning must take place. Pruning of past relationships, pruning of old habits, old systems. When you step into new seasons, but you're still operating on an old pattern, all you're doing is living an old season in a new season because of your old habits, your old patterns. Sometimes I need to prune toxic habits, okay? Verse three, you're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Again, this is Jesus speaking. And in verse four, he says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. We can't do God's will without God. We're nothing without Jesus. He is the true vine. The Father is our vine dresser. We're the branches. In order for us to really bear good fruit, we need to be attached to the good, good Father. <laughs> Amen. Verse six, if anyone does not abide in me, here comes discipline, right? And here comes obedience. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. When you bear much fruit, it is a evidence. It's an evidence, piece of evidence that you are his disciples. Now, every Christian is not a disciple, but every disciple is a Christian. And all a Christian is, is a follower of Jesus. All that a Christian is, is just a follower of Christ. Now, it says this in verse six, because remember, it's, it's already one to have faith in Christ, but can you have fruit in Christ? Can you actually bear fruit? Because we'll know you by your fruits. Verse six, if anyone does not abide in me, if, okay, that if, meaning we have a decision, we have a free will. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Now, people might think that this is just Christians that can be casted out and withered. This, this, is, this is not just for the non-Christians. This is to the Christians. G Jesus is giving a warning. Jesus is letting us know if, if you don't abide, if you don't obey. And if you guys know what wisdom is, wisdom is just knowledge applied. So if you don't obey God's wisdom, you may be cut off and withered. Withered just means being dry. So it's one to receive Jesus, get this revelation. It's one to receive Jesus, but it's also another to remain in Jesus. Y'all get that? It's one to receive Jesus, but it's also another to remain in Jesus. It says, if 
anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. So you could be a Christian and be cut off because of your lack of obedience, your lack of surrender to God. And you might not know that you're in a withered state, which is dry. And the enemy will attack hard during these seasons. The Bible tells us to be ready in season and out of season, but this is where it gets tough. This is where we start to lose our faith in God. We start to question God to the point where it gets toxic. And this is why true obedience, and how do we know that obedience is really big? Well, we talk about David. In Samuel, it says, right, obedience is greater than sacrifice. King Saul was the first king of Israel. He was chosen, but he did not obey God. And I remember what Samuel said, why do I hear the bleating of the sheep? You're supposed to take out all. And then Saul, King Saul is like, hey, I feared what the people said. And he pretty much admitted that he feared what man fear said over God, God's commandments, God's word, what God spoke to prophet Samuel to tell King Saul, and he didn't obey. So what happened? That tormenting spirit came. He pretty much lost that position, right? It slowly started to fall. They looked for a new king, which was David, anointed David. And then years later, he finally stepped in. But you start to see just the downfall of Saul. And it says rebelliousness is as sin is as witchcraft. Like So he pretty much was committing witchcraft because of his rebelliousness to God. And this is why we have to continue to say, I only fear God. I don't fear man. And if I fear God, I'm going to be planted with God. You're going to go through trials and struggles anyways. Why not be planted with God and follow God and face these struggles, trials, tribulations with God than without God? You're going to go through it anyways. I'm going to skip over to verse 16. John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. <laughs> Again, it's one to receive Jesus, but can you remain in Jesus? That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you that you love one another. I want to encourage you guys as we are closing out on this video to look at some things in your life that you haven't truly surrendered to God. Give it all because it all belongs to him, whether it's your marriage, kids, you know, some parents, they have this controlling spirit over their kids and controlling their future. God can control their future. You don't, right? And it's it's good. That's why the Bible tells us to, you know, train a child in the way they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart from it. So you train a child in the way of the Lord. So ask yourself, what are some things I need to release from? It might be your future. And I once heard this, that the things that you put into God's hands, trust that God is going to deal with it, that you did your part to release it and give it up to, up to God. It could be your, your mortgage, your bank account, your cars, every, every physical thing, give it to the Lord because it, it's the Lord's. It doesn't belong to us. We have just been blessed to be able to steward these things emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually, all around. What are some things I need to release onto God? But also, what are some things that I need to surrender to God? This life belongs to Jesus, but it's up to you. It says, if you abide in me. That's what Jesus says in John 15, if you abide in me. 
I think it's time to stop thinking that we can go to church, check it off, and live a totally double-minded life. Live a life thinking that God's not there six days, but on the seventh day, I'm going to give it to him. Give God your every day. Give God your every moment. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 3 that to be able to give us the first fruits, let the first fruits be to the Lord of your day, of your, your paychecks. That's a big one, right? Everything, your first fruits to everything. Consistent prayer, prayer without ceasing. The first few minutes of your break at work, you just give it to God. Say, Lord, thank you for giving me strength in the day. And you just start that off in Jesus' name. I pray you guys really enjoy this. Um, everyone wants to get spiritual until it gets biblical. We want this to be both spiritual and biblical. And we just went through the lens of John 15, talked a bit about David. Hope you guys enjoy this. Let me just end off in a prayer as we close out. This is the Simply Uncaged podcast. We're going to get Simply Uncaged, renewed in the mind is what it means. Romans 12, 2, not being conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove it as good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So Father, we just thank you for every vessel. I pray that this podcast would just touch every heart and However you want it to be uh, distributed, Father God, across the nations, locally, internationally, all around, God, I just pray that you would just plant seeds, that you would renew our souls, our mind. You are a God that restores the soul. You are a God that can help us overcome every battle from every demonic spirit, wickedness, God, trying to come against us, Lord. I just plead the blood of Jesus over everyone that continues to hear this and watch this. And I just intercede for their families, oh, Father God, and their unsaved loved ones, God. And I just pray that you give them the strength and the wisdom and increase in revelation knowledge and wisdom of who you are god that they may seek you father god daily and that they seek you first above all god and that we continue lord to surrender those things that must be surrendered reveal to each one each one of us lord what it is that we need to do in this moment in this season lord we want to be in alignment with your assignment so father we just give ourselves away to you we surrender it all to you god and we just walk in that true obedience, walking by faith, Lord, leaning not on our own understanding, but trusting you with all our heart, and you shall direct our path. So, Father, I just bless everyone here that they be renewed in the mind, simply uncaged. And we say this in your mighty name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love y'all. Be blessed. In Jesus' name.